Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you guys today. I'm seeing the countdown crew. All the hashtag CCs are already in the building. That is what's up. What's going on, Matthew? I see Brian in there. Uh, Lots of great people. What's up, Mosquito Killer? I got a fun show for you guys today. Now, we're not traveling this week, um, so I get to do kind of a bonus show which i really really like and so today's going to be all the things that you aren't seeing in the topics and articles written um we finished all of our film work um from offense to defense still have a special teams breakdown but i wanted to dive into a whole bunch of different topics that i'm just not seeing being talked about whether on social media or different articles that stood out to me um that i think we can take a lot away from we're going to go through top five ranks for the offense and defense after week one small sample size But I think that it tells a really, really good story on the way in which the 49ers want to win and how they executed it very well through week one. Now, we still have 16 uh, more slices to go. Want to say thank you to uh, Jax. What's up? She says, happy birthday, John. Enjoy your day. That's right, man. Two days apart. She's Virgo. What's up? Happy early birthday to you. Yeah, today's the birthday, baby. The big 4-1. That's what I've talked about. But more importantly than that, This is episode 954. Well, we've been going along for a long time, man, which is awesome. Um, And (laughs) I love it. Uh, Josh says, doing a show on your birthday, good man. I tell people this all the time. I want to do this. Like, this is, yeah, it's a job and, you know, whatever. But I created this job. And we, my wife made me this awesome birthday breakfast. And we ate before she took the kiddo to school today. Um and man the kiddo asked me you know how you feeling about things and i was like i feel like i created the life i wanted and i feel very very thankful and i absolutely love the way things are going and i love my job i love spending every day with you guys um whether it's football season or not but yeah i'm pumped i'm excited to be here man and so thank you for all the birthday wishes uh very very kind of you guys (laughs) couldn't agree more enjoy the day off uh during the week that's what's up appreciate you guys now as we get through this and again i want to kind of do two different things so i want to spend the first half on the offense and then I want to spend the second half on the defense. I want to total all their top five ranks across the NFL. And then after that, I want to dive into some of the players that I thought stood out positive or negative that perhaps we're not paying as much attention to that we should. 
Um, what's up, Tim Ford? How we doing, man? Um, and I, I just really do think, yeah, Ed, everybody's talking about CMC, so I'm not going to dive too much into that. He's incredible. You know, he, he's played, I think it's 14 games. He's averaged over 100 yards and 14 touchdowns, and we've gone 13 and one since we have traded for CMC. Um, yeah, it's pretty special what he's done. Devin says, yo, that hat is fire. Thank you. This is my, for the audio listeners, it's the SF in front of the California state outline um, with all that in there. Yeah, love it, love it, love it. Appreciate this. Kittle me this. Love it. What's up, Kevin? How we doing, man? Uh, train wreck. He says, uh, holy smack. Happy birthday, my friend. That is correct. And Mike C bringing out the uh, colorful language. Happy birthday. Thank you guys really do appreciate as always. And if you guys want to give me a birthday present, I want you to hit that subscription button and that thumbs up button. That's what I want for my birthday. Support the show. Let's get some more people in here. Um, because I want more people part of this community. That's what we do. Uh, love all the birthday wishes. You guys are the absolute best. Okay. So here we go. Let's dive in. Now, injury report. There's one person. One. Dre Greenlaw missed practice yesterday with a groin issue. Um, speaking of birthdays. And, yeah, we're, this is something we're going to have to watch. I thought Dre Greenlaw played incredible. Um, but if he is out, you bump Oren Burks from Sam to Will, which, you know, Burks, he played like eight plays. I, he was solid. He didn't play a lot. We stayed in nickel predominantly the whole time. But uh, Oren Burks played well, small sample size. And then you'd bring DFF to Sam. Um, but you'd be missing a very, very large piece of the puzzle that makes this defense great. Uh, Dre Greenlaw made some big plays. Trent Williams did not practice either. Uh, just designated a rest day. Was not an injury or anything along those lines. Um, and so, yeah, it, that that's huge in and of itself. So uh, Trent Williams is going to get rest days like crazy this year. Just understand, he might not practice any Wednesday the entire season. Um, just keep him fresh. That's that's kind of the whole goal there. Quick question real quick, real quick from Quinn. What are the Niners going to do with all that money um, that they have gotten from redoing the contracts? The 49ers currently have the most cap space in the entire NFL. Oh, 40 million, which is just crazy. Now, why is that the case? Well, they restructured and they are basically said we're keeping this unit together for at least the next couple years. Now you have options. I know a lot of people out there were like, oh, we're trading for Brian Burns. We're trading for, you know, these big pieces. Uh, what? Who else did I see out there? Um, the Raiders guy, Chandler Jones, uh, all that stuff. I don't think any of those things are happening. I think this gives the 49ers a parachute and an option if something goes bad through injury, through whatever, and you miss a stud, now you can go get a stud. Very similar how they traded for CMC last year or some of the, you know, Emmanuel Sanders. So now you have options. I don't think the 49ers are actively pursuing doing that until maybe a team is clearly in sell mode, and then that opportunity could present itself. But right now it's just wait and see. You've you've got everything's good. Yeah. You, we got to wait and see. With what Drake Jackson did, I'm not quite sure we need to trade for an edge. We might have already got the answer in-house, but we don't know. So let's just see how it goes. Let's don't push it too much, and let's just kind of sit back and just wait. Now, if the opportunity presents itself, you have that chance to jump in there and get that big-time player. But if you don't, you can just roll all that forward to next year's cap space. And then everybody that was talking about, oh, you can't pay everybody, can't pay everybody, can't pay everybody. 
Now they can pay everybody. So the 49ers have options. They're definitely not in like dire straits or desperate to do any of those things. So Quinn, I, I really wish, and I know probably if I just said the Niners are trading for player X, my views would go through the roof, but I don't want to be dis, you know, authentic with you guys. I, I want to be real. And I don't think that's the way that this 49ers team is going to go. If you had to ask me, okay, you got to do something with this money right now. I'm going after a nickel. Um, I think that's the biggest weakness of this team. I thought Ambry Thomas on the outside was suspect at best. I think that Isaiah Oliver, when he came in the second half, was suspect at best. I don't think either one of them played very, very well. Now, it's a half of football for both, but that's the biggest weakness for me. I know a lot of people would say right tackle, not me. Um, I counted 12 plays where in pass pro where, and I might have missed one or two or whatever, I counted 12 plays in pass pro where you had our right tackle, Colton McKivitz, one-on-one with TJ Watt. That's 12 too many. But he went nine and three. And on one of those sacks, quarterback should have stepped up, uh, got rid of the ball, whatever else. So was it good? No. But I'm not ready to say we're done with our right tackle. I do not believe that personally. Still looking. Thank you so much for the super chat. Uh, very, very kind and generous. He says, birthday wishes, my guy. See you next Thursday. Oh, I'm pumped about that. Yes, next Thursday, we got our first home tailgate of the season. And I am excited, man. We are going to be out in the blue lot uh, having a good time. Go get your tickets. 49ers rush road trip. Um, and again, like, I'm excited. Unlimited food, beer, liquor. Uh, we got games. We got TVs out there. We'll have the old Niners game on. We'll have highlights on. We're going to be having a good time. Uh, it's just going to be a blast. The wifey gets to come out to this one, which I'm super excited about. We are over in the blue lot right by the Democracy Way exit, right up against the fence on Democracy Lane. You'll see the flags and all that stuff. Here's the a big picture of me holding the flag. You'll see them up. Um, we've got 11 games left. Pittsburgh went great. And we've got 11 more to go, which is awesome. So if you're coming out to party with the 49ers, come join us, 49ersrushroadtrip.com. And, hey, I got my man Eric, Eric Meisner, man, shout out to him, our IG guy. He made us a little video um, from what Pittsburgh looked like. So here you go. We had a blast this past weekend. Going to 49ers games is awesome, but what's even better than that is going to 49ers games with the faithful, joining the community, and we got you covered. The 49ers Rush Road Trip is going into its fourth year of bringing the faithful together, night before parties, tailgates the day of. We got you covered. Go get your tickets at 49ersrushroadtrip.com. Go see the full list of all 12 games, both home and away, that we will be working on. And remember, every single event we do is family-friendly. 49ersRushRoadTrip.com And remember, 17 and under, uh, 18 and under gets said free to any event we throw, period, with a ticketed adult. We're trying to build the faithful of tomorrow. What's up, Diego? He says, haven't caught a live show in a while. Glad to be back. Glad you're here, man. Um, really want you here. Ed, he said, let's extend Ayuk with it. You know, is that's one thing. I, I, I'm not quite sure how I want to approach that. I mean, Ayuk isn't going anywhere. I tweeted out yesterday, like, anybody say it all, we can't pay Ayuk. Like, you're not paying attention. And two, Shanahan finally got his wide receiver one, which there's lots of wide receiver ones in the NFL, 
but not guys that are pancaking people out there in the running game. Ayuk is the exact thing that Kyle Shanahan wants in his wide receiver one in that X role. I just cannot see him letting go. And it's funny because I feel like there's like a Venn diagram somewhere. Ed, I'm with you. Like people that complain about Kyle Shanahan missing on first round picks and people that are complaining about we can't pay Ayuk. It's the same damn people. And you complain about first round picks. Well, we hit one. This is Ayuk. This is a hit. And they're the same people that are saying, oh, we can't pay him. I, I don't understand. I, I feel like some people just want to be angry and upset. And I get that. There's a place for you there. It's called social media, uh, which I love social media, but I, I try my hardest not to take part in like the, the sad whatever fests. It's what it is. Um, but yeah, I want Ayuk to stay. I don't think he's going anywhere. That just does not compute. Does not compute. Um, Austin, he says, happy birthday. You're a true OG working on your born day. That's right. Uh, Game of Thrones reference. I like that. Strong, quite strong. I drink and I know things. John, what are your thoughts on Ambry Thomas? I thought he was bad. Um, I thought he was bad. I thought he was two blown coverages I saw. And I don't think that he was bad as Isaiah Oliver. I would prefer him. I prefer Womack to both of them. I want Womack as my starting nickel. I want Quantrez Knight as my backup nickel. That's my own personal take. Uh, Niners do not agree with me there, and that is okay. That is okay. Rams guard versus Hargrave and Armstead rookie guard. Rams rookie guard is going to be exciting. Yeah, Stafford didn't get hit once last week, not once, and um, that's going to change this week. Brian says, hey, did you see that 5-2 defense with Armstead, Hargrave, Kinlaw in the middle? I'm pretty sure that was the front they used when Fred blew up Najee. Oh, it was awesome. They came out, I think it was right, the first drive in the second half. They came out and went 22 personnel, or no, I'm sorry, 12 personnel. The Steelers did one back, two tight ends. And yeah, we went 5-2. Yeah, it was bad. Kinlaw, Kinlaw had a good game, guys. Uh, Kinlaw had a good, good game. Um, I, I, I don't know what else to say there. Uh, that, that's just what it is. What's up, Melissa? Always great to see you. Appreciate your positivity. That's what's up. That's what's up. So, let, let's jump in. Let's do this. I, I got to get through some of these notes. Keep tagging me. I'm running solo today. Um, and so if you guys want a question talked about, just tag me. We'll get to it closer towards the end of the episode if that's cool with you guys. Much appreciated. Oh, we got a super chat. No way. Flynn, what's up, man? He says, happy birthday, John. Have a beer on me, my dude. Thank you. Much appreciated. means the world to me. And, uh, yes, that will go to uh, the correct area. <laughs> The funds will be designated for such things as you have determined, and I appreciate that, man. So let's talk offense. I went through, and, you know, there's several different sites. Pro Football Reference is my favorite. You've got, you know, uh, our football lads, like all kinds of different things that just kind of chart these different categories um, and all those things. What's up, Matthew? How you doing, man? And so I wanted to see – where they were, where they sit, 32 teams, so 1 through 32, where they were top 5, okay? So here we go. Let's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. Total yards, 4th in the NFL. This is after one week now. First downs, 5th. Passing touchdowns, 4th. Passing interceptions, 1st. No interceptions there. Rush attempts, 5th. Rush yards, 3rd. Yards per rush, 3rd. And right there, I just like, I got all these asterisks of like things I want to talk about for an hour. If the 49ers can run the ball as much as they did, 
and as efficient as they did. There's two ways to run the ball. Run the ball a lot, rest your defense. And you even heard Trent Williams say it, man, like we were kind of pulling for the Steelers to get a first down because the offensive line was so damn tired because they weren't getting any first downs on the opposing side. The offense was on the field the whole damn game, the whole damn game, especially the first half. But if you run the ball that much, Shanahan's going to win a lot of games. But if you run the ball that efficiently, Shanahan's are going to win in a lot of games. If you run the ball that much and that efficiently, holy freaking cow, there's going to be games where you can't run the ball. And this week against, you know, the Rams, week two, division opponent, they were the first one that did that six-man front against the 49ers. They are the first one. They laid the blueprint for, hey, we got to make Shanahan pass. We're going to see it this week. Like, there is no doubt about it. When they're drawing up all their stuff and, you know, doing all the Ram stuff, we're, we're doing our full preview Ram show tomorrow. Um, that'll be our Friday show, which that's my flagship play, program of the week. That's I freaking love that thing. So, uh, Coach Cruz, he's building all that stuff up there, and I'm going to be adding a whole bunch to it. So, uh, be ready for tomorrow. But I'm telling you right now, the game plan's there. These these two, these are little brothers, a little brother, big brother. 49ers a big brother. Beat the tar out of the, you know, we've lost once to the Rams. That's it. But, and it was probably the most important, which that's fair. But they know how they want to defend Kyle Shanahan's offense. And it is predicated upon the 49ers not being able to run efficiently against those fronts. Now, in the past, that's worked because their quarterbacks have just played very poorly. Um, and they've been able to pull some games out. But I don't know, man. You run the ball this well this often, they're going to be doing some great things. That's all I got to say. Um, drives, ending, and scores, fifth. Starting field position, fourth. A lot of that's defense and special teams. Time per drive, fifth. So time of possession. Third down percentage, fifth. Fourth down percentage, first. We're 100% on fourth downs currently. Only did it once. I just think... Though that's it. That's the end of the ranks for the offense. And I, I think will, will you stay top five in all of those things? Probably not. However, if you just look at the time when CMC and Purdy were in last year, that's pretty damn accurate to what they did. And so I don't know, man. Um I I, I really think this this offense is just it's humming right now. It really, really is. Oh, I got the Feliz Complianos. Thank you so much, Melissa. Uh, appreciate that. Yeah, very, 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 very kind. Very kind. Um, right here, what's up, Brian? He says, is anyone buying that Shanahan left all his dudes in late because he was seeing the ghost from Lions year past? He came out and said he was. And, you know, you've got the Lions game as a reminder, but so is 28-3. to This dude was the guy. And so... Yeah, that is that's a thing. That is a thing. And I don't like it. I get it. You learn from your mistakes, but also learn from your injuries. You got to win games. But I know that CMC is on pace for 375 touches this year. I also know if, if CMC has 375 touches, the odds of him missing games, I'm going to put at about 30, 40%. I mean, he's going to miss games. That's just way too much work. But, um, yeah, we'll see. You got to get the W. We got the W. We showed out. Oh, man. Josh, 
Uh, well, first off, Josh, I want to say thank you. He did all the trivia from this past weekend, which was really, really cool. Uh, I want to say thank you. Everybody had a blast. We gave away, we brought 20 autographed jerseys to Pittsburgh. We came back with zero. <laughs> <laughs> we had a ball, man. And uh, hopefully some of those memories for the people uh, that won those jerseys and had a good time, um, man, ho hopefully bring somebody some happiness and some good memories and develop some fans in the future. Josh says Aaron Banks balled out. This was one of the things that I wanted to talk about. I really do believe Aaron Banks is closer than a, to an all-pro than Lakin Tomlinson ever was. Already. We're in year three. Year one, he didn't play. Last year was his first year starting, was great. This year, zero quarterback hits, zero hurries, zero pressures, zero sacks. Clean stat sheet. His run blocking was up and down a little bit, but there were a few plays. Because, like, his number one thing is he doesn't get to the second level. He doesn't move near as well as anybody else on this team. Brindle, Trent Williams, you know, uh, Burford, Colton McKivitz. The slowest mover, the, the least athletic is Aaron Banks. But his body looks different. Is he up there with those other guys? I don't think so. But he got to the second level much more consistently than I saw him do at any point last year. And... This is only his second year starting. I don't know, man. I I am Aaron Banks. I, I think it's Trent Williams, Aaron Banks, and then the other three. That's the way I see it currently. And I think Aaron Banks is closer to Trent Williams' level of play than he is the other three. That That's just my take. It's after one game. And again, I'll say this. If you listen to our flagship show, whatever I was previewing everything, I said, Adams, their nose tackle, we're going to take advantage of. And Aaron Banks beat that dude's rear end. Beat that dude's. Think about all the big runs right up the middle. A lot of those were Aaron Banks. A lot of them. Now, they're all complex, and there's lots of guys that got to do it. But, man, I, mm, I'm pretty big on Aaron Banks. And while we're there, let's stick to the interior. Jake Brindle. All right, what was Jake Brindle's MO all last year? Good pass protector, struggles in the run. He's antithetical to the Shanahan system. That dude made some run blocks where I was like, okay, moving some people. A little bit of a road grader, and that's against an odd front, a 3-4 with a nose tackle. Big old hardy dude in front of him. Wasn't a good player, Adams. And we took advantage of it, but I was pretty, I was pretty pumped. Um, and if you watch the film breakdowns with this last year, I was always frustrated. Because uh, Brindle just left so much to be wanting, you know, it, when it, whenever you really looked at the run game, that's just not where he, he did well. Um, that's just where he did well. Um, Scott, real quick, just off topic. I don't usually like talking about these things, but I think it's important. He said, any word on Stetson Bennett? Um, you know, he, he says a rumor, but he gets dropped. Um, I hope it was BS. Yeah, Stetson Bennett, it's an NFI. They, they kind of released him. They've moved on, and they said, you know, we want to just be considerate of him and his privacy and all those things. Whenever you guys see personal matter, and again, this is just the way that I handle that, assume the worst, hope for the best. Don't speculate. Don't do those things. And, man, that imagine how hard these players work to get to the NFL. 
to the point where you you spent literally decades of your whole life sacrificing so much to get there, and then you get there and you have to walk away. That's that's terrifying and heartbreaking. And I'm not a Stetson Bennett guy. Uh, I'm not a Rams guy. But man, I really, really do hope that uh, all's okay, and we just pull for that dude. Um, again, I don't like Stetson Bennett. Really, really don't. I, I like Georgia. I grew up, spent every summer I had in my life in Georgia. My families are in Georgia. Went to the Georgia National Championship game. I don't like Stetson Bennett at all. I hope he's okay. And uh, just sending positive thoughts his way, man. Um, yeah, I always pull for people, you know? And mm, I, I, really, I really hope he's okay. Melissa says, John, did you see 49 hours how Bosa was joking with Jackson about trading tackles for sacks? I did not. I haven't watched it yet. Um, I need to go watch that, and so I appreciate you bringing that forward to me. Uh, thank you so much. Ronnie, uh, do you think we see more 5-2 packages to stop the run versus the Rams? No. No, 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 no. They run so much 11 personnel. One tight end, one running back. I always say it backwards. One running back, one tight end. Um, no, I think we'll be in more nickel than anything. Uh, they do some two tight end packages, um, but no, I, I doubt it. But they want to keep three wide receivers out there pretty consistently. And if they do that, we'll stay in nickel. You look like Oren Burks played eight snaps. We were in our 4-3 for eight snaps. Now we did that 5-2 instead of our 4-3, a lot of that. So you've got a little bit more flexibility. I like the 5-2. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see there. We'll see there. Great question. Nelson, he says, great first game. John, can't wait to see you in Jacksonville. Uh, best road rally. Had a great time. What's up, Nelson? Appreciate you, man. And for those of you that are thinking about coming out to Jacksonville, y'all sure as hell better because we've got the legend himself, Frank Gore, the Inconvenient Truth going to be partying with us out there Saturday, November 11th from 2 to 6 p.m. We're going to be out there having a great time. We're going to be at the Underbelly, which is literally right next to the stadium on Bay Street uh, downtown. So you want to come party with us? We got those tickets up. It's 20 bucks, man. 20 bucks. I don't want to tell you what it costs to get players out and rent venues downtown days. That's a whole nother story. But yeah, 20 bucks to get in. See Frank Gore. We will be selling autograph packages and things like that. If you want something like that, want to get something signed. But yeah, man, I, I hope you guys all come out, build memories. And it's always family friendly. You want your kid to become a diehard Niners fan? Let them meet Frank Gore. I'm telling you right now. Change their world. You'll have a buddy watching every game with you. Uh, all the time, him or her, doesn't matter. So, uh, and kids get it free. Uh, come on, man. Like, <laughs> we got you. We got you guys. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Um, Kevin, John, we finally have a legitimate top five offense to go with the number one defense. Should be a great season. Which one's better? Which one's worse? I don't know. They're both great. 
it's ultimately balanced, uh, perfectly balanced, as all things in life should be, right? Uh, hashtag Thanos. Uh, Thanos was right, by the way. Uh, $40 faithful forever. What's up, Josh? He says, Elijah Mitchell didn't look 100%. Maybe that's why. Yeah, Elijah Mitchell looked bad. He looked really bad. Vision was awful. Dropped a screen pass. Only got five carries, but he looked beyond bad. Um, but Jordan Mason, he hasn't been practicing. I don't know. It, like, I, I think that there were just some of those carries you could have spread around. Uh, that's all. What's up, Jorn? He says, Rush Road Trip was a blast in Pittsburgh. Man, we had a good time. We really, really did. And just want to say thank you to the team. Uh, more people that I can announce that helped out was awesome. And just love the community. And I, I think as long as we constantly put the time, effort, and work in to build the community in a positive way, I think we'll continue to have success and we'll continue to kind of build what we're trying to accomplish. And we want to provide a family atmosphere for people to, it's always the same two things, always the same two things. What's a podcast for, right? Increase the fan experience, right? Build a positive community. This stuff is just simple. Um, yeah, I freaking love it. Break it in. He says, John, it's a great day to be a Niner fan. You rock. Thank you, man. Uh, he says, thanks for all you do. Thanks. It's easy. Whatever. That's the thing. I'm the, I'm the, I have the most fun at all these parties. That's what I feel selfish about a lot of times because I'm having a better time than everybody else. What's up, Sean? How you doing? What did the film say about Ambry, Lenore and the Oliver switch? Lenore was awesome. One bonehead play got beat on another play where he was giving up too much of a cushion and he didn't have any safety help. But Lenore was awesome in the nickel. Lenore was awesome outside. And I, it, Ambry, I think Ambry was better than Oliver. Neither were good. And so if you look at 20 players play defensive snaps for the 49ers, Sean, the 17th player was Isaiah Oliver. The 18th player was Ambry Thomas. And if we look at, you know, here's the thing. Isaiah Oliver... He allowed three catches on three targets, had a missed tackle, did not, he's not physical. Like, my biggest thing is whenever I watch Isaiah Oliver 2-6 out there, he does not want to hit. He literally, like, puts his arms out and shrieks away. I'm just like, I do not see him wearing our jersey. Like, it's a, it, he doesn't fit. Now, I'm being critical. I'm not trying to be negative, and I hope that changes. When I see 26 going to the game, I'm watching 26. Because I want him to accelerate his play to be on par with the rest of the 49ers. We haven't seen that yet. We didn't see it week one. The physicality, him and Akello Witherspoon are the same damn player to me. They went to college together. Their, their draft write-ups were so similar. Good footwork, great athletes, former soccer guys. Long, long, long corners. Not aggressive. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Ambry Thomas... He gave up five catches on six targets. Not good. Uh, didn't have a missed tackle. Ambry Thomas is more physical than Isaiah Oliver, and that's a crazy statement because that's always been Ambry's kind of thing. You watch Demo. His nickname's the Damn Hyena. He's going in there, and he wants to hit people. Ambry and Oliver, they're finesse-type players. That's just who they are, which is crazy because Ambry, he's a Detroit guy. And, you know, I, I thought he played well. He had four tackles, one assist, one solo stop. That was good, but he had two blown coverages. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I'd take Womack over Ambry and Oliver currently, but we're, we're going to get it fleshed out. We really, really will. And 
with the Niners playing the Rams this week, they throwing that ball. They're going to throw the ball. Step, like you look at QBR in the NFL, we're talking ranks. Number one, quarterback rating or QBR in the NFL is Brock Purdy. Number two, Matt Stafford. You got number one versus two this this week. So, like the Rams, in my opinion, are a joke roster. Matt Stafford, you got two of the most important positions. You got pretty damn good players, and Matt Stafford and Aaron Donald, and you got a great coaching staff over there. Yeah. You you gotta. Niners got to do something here. That, that's all I got to say. <laughs> uh, right here, Josh Burford was the worst offensive lineman on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. The penalties, the pressures, he struggled, all those things. I'm with you. Juan, what's up, brother? He says, happy birthday. Uh, always good to be with you, Juan. Such a good dude, man. Um, just such a good dude. Now, Here's another thing I wanted to talk about. You know, I went back. We did our every film breakdown where we do every offensive, defensive, special teams play. That's on the 49ers rush and Patreon. Brock Purdy was awesome. But one of the things I don't think is being talked about enough, and I, I, I released this clip on YouTube last night, is how greedy Brock Purdy was in this game. Not once, not twice, but three times, Brock Purdy had an easy check down right in front of his face. And he said, nope, and just freaking went over the check down, higher degree difficulty of pass, and completed it two out of three times. I like that attitude. You know, and for people that were arguing about Brock Purdy and kind of, you know, whether he was good or bad or whatever, gunslinger, dink and dunk, whatever, this dude, he was lighting people up from 10 to 20 yards. That was his kind of, and that's great. I have no problem. And so... There were three plays, and maybe more, but there were three plays that I vividly remember. There's a guy that he could just check down, easy completion. He said, nope, boom, and, and went after, like, the first down, the big play. I love that. I love that. I really, really do. Colton McKivitz wasn't good, but but 12 times, one-on-one -on -one with um, TJ Watt that I counted. That's a lot of times you're asking him to do that. Um, and so... That's huge. Oh, look at this. Speaking of awesome time in Pittsburgh, I could not be more honored and privileged than uh, meeting the great Terror Dome and the Misses. It was so great seeing you guys. He just became a YouTube member, which is an awesome way to support the show. Thank you so much, Terror, and all the other people that are still out there. It means means the world to me. So uh, thank you. Thank you so much and appreciate your friendship, man. It was awesome to, you know, embrace and be able to, you know, make that connection. Juan says, my daughter still talks about meeting Fred Warner and Elijah Mitchell. Always a great party with the 49ers rush. That was that Vegas draft party. That was awesome. And let me say this again. Oh, Detroit getting another mention. This is the third Detroit mention this show. If the Niners have a first round pick, <laughs> if, which is turned into a big if, we are throwing a party in Detroit now uh, for the draft this upcoming year. You bet your rear in. If we do not have a first-round pick, we probably not. But I would love to get some players out from the past, maybe from the former, the current team, and get all that stuff set up. Um, and so, yeah, uh, we'll see there. You know, just building all those, those memories. You know what I mean? That's huge. Ed, you have to get Elijah in a rhythm or he struggles to get him going, and he hasn't been practicing either. So I think that's coming. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm not too concerned about that um so yeah we'll see there we'll see there 
Ayuk um, versus Witherspoon happy. I don't even think Witherspoon's going to play. I don't know if you saw that dirty-ass hit from DK Metcalf, little baby. Um, took that shot on him, and Witherspoon's injured because of it. So he might not be playing, and even if he is playing, he's banged up. And, you know, I, I'm i not a Witherspoon guy. Not. I, I really hated the way his time ended here, and Kyle basically said, get the hell out of here. Um, and I was looking forward to this matchup. Now I feel bad because DK Metcalf's ridiculous self, uh, very difficult not saying some four-letter words here. I hate dirty play like that. I don't mind physical play. I don't mind violent play. Drake Greenlaw is my favorite player in the freaking 49ers organization. He's my number one. What that dude did, get that bitch out of here, man. And I mean that. Like, that is no place in sports for that. Should be a crime what that dude did. And it's a coward move. That's the thing. You and me, we go at it. That's cool. You blindside me when a play's over. You're just a coward. Uh, anyway, ah, I said I wasn't going to cuss. Y'all made me cuss. That's y'all's fault. That's y'all's fault. <laughs> I take full responsibility. Anyway, a um, couple other things that I wanted to talk about. Let's talk about Debo. I want to talk about Debo. I really do believe that this game was so different for for Debo Samuel because he won and he helped the team in ways he hasn't done so in the past. He did it as a pass-catching receiver and nuanced routes in great hands. That's not who Debo's been. Debo's been the yak guy, break tackles, run through people's souls, all that stuff. And that's going to happen. Like, those plays will come this year. I'm not worried about that at all. I just love the fact that this dude is getting nuanced in what he is as a wide receiver. That's what's crazy to me. There was a play. It was like I might have been the very first offensive play in the second half. Brock Purdy, you know, throws out is, is a 10-yard out route, and it was a bad pass. It was not a good pass. It was low. And Debo created enough separation. Nobody was around him. Debo brought his pads low. And this is wide receiver 101. Lower your pads on a low pass. Get your pads to the level of the ball. Like this is just wide receiver fundamentals. And so it was a low ball. And Debo didn't bend at the waist, which you never want to do. He got his pads down. Secured the catch. It was an 11-yard gain. Got the first down. But he sacrificed all those yards after the catch. However... Debo has led the NFL in drops. Debo has been top five in the NFL in drops like three out of four years. He made some very, very high degree of difficulty catches. And, man, I love the way he mirrors the quarterback in the, the scramble drill. The, like, there were some plays that Debo made that Debo in the past would not have made. They would have been incompletions. And I freaking love that. I understand Ayuk's get all the attention, and rightfully so. The whole point of this show is what are some of the deep dive things that I saw through film? You know, I've watched the game at least three times through, offense, defense. I Man, actually, I watch all three angles, so probably five or six times. each, Every single offensive play, defensive play. And it's up on the 49ersrush.com and our Patreon channel, description, the video, and audio. You go watch it for yourself. Like, it's there. Debo can add this to his game. Whew. Gonna be scary, man. It's gonna be scary. That's all I gotta say. It's going to be scary. I'm Team Debo. That dude, everybody voted him. He's a captain. People are like, oh, Debo's gone after this year. Where are these people coming from? How out of your damn mind do you have to be 
Come on, man. Break it 80. Thank you for the super chat. He says, uh, you're the GM. I'm the GM. Okay, I like this. Um, how would you utilize the cap space? Trade for a book and edge, right tackle, nickel, extend Iuke, roll over some to 2024, all of the above. My plan is I would love to roll over as much as possible. And I just want to kind of just chill. I just want to keep skating. We ain't in panic mode. We're the best team in the NFL right now. I'm just waiting. Injury happens. Guess what? Yes, I'm going to be aggressive. You look at the amount of draft picks that we have currently. We have 12 draft picks last next year. 12. 12. We got our own first, second. We got three thirds. We got two fourths. We've got two fifths. We got two sixths and a seventh. So I'm just skating. Injury happens. Yes, I am bringing somebody in. My biggest concern right now is the nickel. That's my biggest concern right now. Um, but I think the answer is Samuel Womack, personally. God, put him in there, man. So if I'm GM, I'm having a meeting with Kyle, and I'm saying, hey, let's get Quantress Knight and Samuel Womack some snaps at nickel because I know they can be aggressive and I know they can cover. That's what I would be doing. That's just my own personal take there. Um, but I do not want to trade a lot of draft capital because we are going to need cheaper players. And the only way to do that is through the draft with those rookie contracts. So I want all those darts. Everybody kept saying, man, there's no way we can keep all these players on our roster. Guess what? Not one rookie went elsewhere. Not one that we drafted. Now, one of them's on the pup, Daryl Luter Jr. One of them's on season ending IR, Cameron Latu. But guess what? We got them all. You can find ways to keep them. And the 49ers are usually pretty good at that with this roster. So that's what I'm doing. I'm just waiting to see. I'm not panicking. I, I'm going to the dance with the girl who I went with. You know what I'm talking about? Like, that's who I'm sticking with. And I like where we're at currently. I really, really do. So I don't think it's time to, ah, we got to go do this. We got to go do that. We ain't there. We ain't there yet. So we're we're okay. This is a good question. Ronnie, he says, John, do you think Juwan Jennings gets more snaps this week? Juwan Jennings, his usage was interesting. Now, Juwan Jennings isn't at his best against man coverage. And the Steelers ran a lot of man, which is why Ayuk was wide open. And I kept telling all you guys, are you going to have a game? Are you going to have a game? You know, Juwan Jennings got 22 snaps. Um, there were 68 total. So he got about one-third of the snaps. If you're going to take, okay, let's say you want Jennings to get more snaps. You've got to take a tight end. Or you've got to take a fullback off. Um, and, and that's difficult. Kittle had 47 snaps. Warner had 21 snaps. Where's Kyle Juszczyk, my man? He had 42. Yeah, so if you add all of Kyle Juszczyk and all of Juwan Jennings, that's pretty much it. So do you want Juice to go from 42 to 35 and get those seven? I don't have a problem with Juwan Jennings getting 22 snaps. I will say this about Juwan Jennings. He didn't show up in the stat sheets. 85.7 run block grade. Dude pancaking people out there. And so I do want that a little bit more often out there, but that's a matchup thing. There will be times when you will go with a lot more of Jawan Jennings, but here's the thing with how Pittsburgh plays. You go big personnel, they stay in their 3-4. You got four linebackers out there. You bring in Jawan Jennings, now they're more of like a 3-3 with a nickel. But here's the thing. When they're in their traditional 3-4, they're 
that's going to mean even more man coverage and one-on-ones for Brandon Ayuk, and that's why Ayuk had the day. So uh, Jennings, 22 snaps I'm not too upset about. I'd like it to be more, but that was a matchup thing with bad corners. Now, <laughs> here's what's crazy. Look who you have this week. Probably the worst cornerback crew in the entire NFL with the Rams. Um, so, yeah, that, that's – yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, there's a lot of guys. I don't want to take use check off. I'm okay taking – instead of two tight ends, a little bit more um, Juwan Jennings because he is a baller. He is a tone setter. I do love all that. Um, right here, 66% completion is from Terra Dome. Um, 222 yards, two touchdowns, and a play made. Brock Purdy, he gives you 30 points. We scored 30 points in 7 out of 10 of the games he's played in. It's about as good as it gets. Scott, yeah, the dink and duck narrative on Brock couldn't be more wrong. Yeah, we threw two screens. One of them was dropped by Elijah Mitchell. He threw two screens the whole game. Yeah, I, I, I ain't buying that, man. I am not buying that. And now, he was more aggressive this game than any game I remember. That that's it. Um Matt, he says, uh, do you post where to sit at games? I just bought some tickets to a game and want to see if I'm close to y'all. Uh man, we kind of bounce around. I'm balling on a budget over here. <laughs> um uh, I try really, really hard not to spend a lot of money on these the, the game tickets just because I go to too many of them that it eats up a lot of profit that the show makes. Um my favorite place to sit is between the 20-yard lines, upper deck, as low as I can get, if that makes sense, because that gives me that aerial down view, and I can see the coverages develop and everything. That's where I prefer to sit. Um, and, you know, if you guys ever got an extra ticket to a game and you guys want somebody to sit with you, hit your boy up. Uh, <laughs> I'd be more than happy to join you. Uh, but, yeah, we'll take that for what you will. Um, let's see here. Let's keep scrolling. Now, before... We jump over to the defense. We only halfway done with this episode. I, I we, we got more to talk about, baby. And if you guys bet with us last week, you're welcome. Um, you made enough profits in week one for the whole month, but we're not done. We're going to keep going. Time to make the week even better. Betting with mybookie.ag gives you all the entertainment that you could ever want added onto watching your 49ers play. So here's what you do. You go to mybookie.ag, use promo code 49ers, or you can just highlight this little QR code next to me or the link in this description of this video or podcast. And when you sign up, this is awesome. They have a 10% cash bonus. So anything that you deposit, a minimum of $45, 10% of your first deposit comes with a one-time rollover. You're not going to find better odds than that anywhere in the betting industry. So head over there, bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. That's what's up. That's what's up. Uh, we'll have all of our bets of the week posted for Jerry Rice Teared Up. And so if you haven't joined the 49ersRush.com or our Patreon channel, let me just break it down for you. It's, it, Frank Gore's here. Gets you every breakdown video, breakdown that we do for years. You get it all. As soon as you sign up, you have access to everything. Jerry Rice Tearing Above gets you Zoom Hangouts, betting, and all that stuff. And you know, we're making you money on those ones if you're betting with us. And then, yeah, so th that's kind of the way that it goes this year. Just want to just put that out there. And to get back to your question earlier, Matt, this community belongs together. And I get messages every single week saying, hey, 
I'm coming to the game by myself. I don't know anybody. I'd like to be around 49ers fans. And I always say, like, man, in this chat, you are safe. You're safe. Um, not saying put out your personal information and stuff like that. But, hey, man, you want to meet up at this bar, Fault Lane, Fault Line Brewery, right next to the stadium, one mile away. They don't pay me anything, but it's a good, cool spot. Meet up at the bar, and a lot of people go there before games and come hang out, come out to our tailgates. We're going to put you with some people, man. My favorite thing that we have ever accomplished at the 49ers Rush anything is when we have parties and people meet each other and exchange information, and then they're friends. That's what it's about, and we have that here. So, uh, yeah, it, I, I hope you can figure something out. And for all those people that are talking about tickets, let me just tell you, wait, wait, wait. The, even the Steelers game, which everybody's like, oh, tickets going to go up. Tickets going to go up. I checked one hour before I walked to the thing, and the tickets I was watching were $150 cheaper apiece. Wait. It, it's never worked. It, it's failed one time, and that was the Raiders game on New Year's, which I guess I should have known. Um, Sid, what's up? Speaking of amazing people in this 49ers community, uh, she says, happy birthday. Question is, is Nickel the weakest link on our defense? Um, if not, what is? Yes, you are correct. And Nickel would be number one. I don't know what number two is. There's not a number two. It is solid. Outside corner, not an issue for me. Defensive end was an issue, not after week one. Can Cleveland Farrell, can Kerry Hyder, and most importantly, Drake Jackson do what they did? Mm. Yeah, it's nickel. It's nickel. And if you bring in Ambry Thomas and kick, you know, Demo inside, Demo was great at nickel. So if you want another outside corner and keep Demo inside, which I don't want him missing snaps, he, his personality. It's the first time we had a corner that had the personality that we want. So people were upset with Demo last year because he was giving up contested catches. But you're talking about two corners in Charvarius Ward and Demo that want to freaking knock the crap out of people when they run the ball towards them. And so you've got the D-line, which is the strength of this team. You've got two of the best linebackers in the NFL that are so violent and just want to kill people. you got Hufunga and Gibson that, They've got a track record for hitting. Now you got two outside corners that want to tackle. You just got you're just missing that one guy. And so far through their careers, Embry and Isaiah Oliver haven't shown it. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see there. We'll see there. What's up, Steven? How you doing, man? He says Niners got serious weapons on both sides of the ball. Rams got to defend themselves with uh with Witherspoon. I don't even know if he's gonna play. I really don't know if he's gonna play. But, mm, yeah, it's – I watched that Rams-Seahawks game, and the whole time I was like, hmm, this is not a good football team. Either one. This is not a good football game. It was sloppy. It was gross. Like, Seahawks looked terrible. Seahawks could get better. Week one's always weird. But I ain't scared of either of those two teams at all. Now, let's transition. I'm getting away from myself. We got the second half of the program to go, baby. Let's go, let's go. I'm here with my peeps, having a great time. Hopefully you're enjoying this too. Let's talk about the top five ranks for the 49ers defense after week one. Okay, this is just top five. There's more, but I just went through all the top five out of 32. Overall points allowed, third. Interceptions allowed, third. Rush attempts, first. They ran the ball 10 times against us. Ten times against us. I said in my preview show, I don't think that Najee Harris is getting 40 yards. He got 31, I think, 32. Like, 
so damn good. Rush yards allowed, first. Rush touchdowns allowed, first. Average time per drive, fourth. Our defense wasn't on the field that much. It, do you guys remember how many snaps I told you Bosa was going to play? 35. How many snaps did Bosa play? I think I said about 35. He played 35. He was out there the whole first half because it was three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. I'm not even exaggerating. That's how many three and outs it was to start the game. That's how damn good we were defensively. Um, average time per drive, fourth. Points per drive, third. Hurries, quarterback hurries, second. Quarterback knockdowns, fifth. Sacks, third. Ultimate pressures first. And we had one of the lowest blitz rates in the entire NFL. So we're getting at the quarterback at a greater rate. We're only doing it with four, which means the backside coverage got an extra guy over the top. Tayshawn Gibson, baby. Um, <laughs> That's a lot of very, 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 very good rankings. Um, Yeah, right here. Steven says, Najee Harris got lit up by all pro Fred and said, no, nah, I'm good. Well, here's what's crazy. I want to look at here. I, I got to go to my mock draftable. I got to break out my my draft research because Najee Harris <laughs> is 6'1", 232, right? Here, I'm going to share my screen. I don't do this very often because my, my whole thing is just a, a freaking nightmare. Uh-oh, did I just ruin everything? Here we go. So... Look at Najee Harris's chart. <laughs> like, here we go. Let's go back to halfback. Like, he is 6'1", 238. Like, look how big this dude is. Like, and to do that to, to that guy, to just totally eat that dude's lunch, whew. Whew. That was awesome. And and I got to say this, you know, this in my notes. That play happened because of one guy. Now, Fred Warner is Fred Warner. But the play that allowed him to go just seamlessly, ISO, one-on-one, Oklahoma drill, who's better than who, was Javon Kinlaw. It was Javon Kinlaw. And, you know, was Kinlaw perfect this game? He was not. He was not. But he made so many positive plays back to back to back to back to back. I counted two negatives. He played 24 snaps. I counted two negatives. That's it. Um, that's it. He killed double teams. He helped everybody around him. I really thought that he just played very, very well. Um, right here, Debster. Shout out to Debster. She's freaking positivity. Amazing person. Appreciate you. I hope Ken Law keeps shutting up all the haters. Such an easy guy to root for. Um, right here, CJ. Yeah, earlier in the chat, he he called it. Kinlaw was the reason Fred lit up Harris. Nailed it. Nailed it. Facts, man. That's exactly correct. And so, shout out there. And then let's let's stick with the tackles. Josh, we learned Armstead is still an absolute force inside. All right, I'm gonna go on a little basketball analogy here. Let me just say this. Here's my new take on Eric Armstead. And this could be the worst take of all takes. And I appreciate you guys. I know you're going to put me in my place here and whatever else. I don't care. Eric Armstead is Steve Nash. That's who he is. Armstead makes every other player. He assists everybody the whole time. Leads the team in pressures, but in his pressures, other people get the sacks. 
He leads interceptions. You go back to Jimmy Ward. Okay, Jimmy Ward, I think, had three interceptions his entire career. Then he had three last year. Two of those were because of Eric Armstead pressures. This year, another interception because of a pressure. Quarterback hit led to an INT. Pressure up the middle leads to uh, Drake sack. Uh, second highest double team rate this game. Number one was Hargrave. Number two was none other than 91, Eric Armstead. The amount of stunts that the 49ers ran, Eric Armstead is always the first to go and just opens up the passing lane or the rushing lane for everybody else. I'm telling you guys, I could not be more, I don't know, you know, that I say this all the time. The litmus test for if people understand the game of football, if you ask them about Eric Armstead and George Kittle, that's it. Now, let's listen to their coach, Mike Tomlin. This is a longer clip, but I love this. Oh, You know, disappointing day for us. Um, not how we wanted to perform. And while at the same time, you know, you got to compliment those guys because it unfolded in the manner in which they desired for it to. And oftentimes in games like this, man, the teams that win, uh, the, guy, the game unfolds more to their personality than the, the opponent. And no question, um, the game unfolded in the manner in which we talked about the style of play that they like to play. Uh, as far back as I talked to you guys on, on Tuesday, um, I thought they did a really good job of staying on schedule on offense and being in manageable third downs uh, that allowed them to win. Um, enough of those third downs that will reduce you um, in those circumstances where you can't create splash. Um, on the other side of the ball, we didn't win enough possession downs to be competitive, man. You can't start games, I think 0-5 on third down and think that you're going to have the type of day that you desire. you got to win the weighty downs. And it's just more than just a kind of a identifying that component, man. Um, it was a failure on our part in all areas. You know, we got to coach better. we got to play better. Um, we talked about a lot of the things and worked on a lot of the things that unfolded in the ways that we didn't want them to. And so we go back to the drawing board. We accept responsibility, obviously, for the outcome. Uh, we compliment those guys on the quality work that they did. We absorb the negativity that comes with how we perform today, and we go back to work. Um, we got to prepare them better. They got to play better. We got kicked in the teeth today. We got kicked in the teeth. Today, and we heard all week, what did Steve Wilkes say about Eric Armstead? He is the blueprint for how we want to play defense. Everyone helps everyone. We all make each other better. And I love this question, Chuck. How much does Greenlaw help Warner, or would he do his thing with or without? Let me just say this. So, Warner is different. I just finished the second half defensive breakdown, and I did a whole like two half, three minute rant on how great Warner is and why he's so special in coverage. And I'm, it's loading now on, and so I'll get that up on the sites, the 49ersrush.com and our Patreon channel. Just type in 49ers and Patreon. Warner is all world. He's all world. And, and I don't care where you put him. The times that Warner has struggled is when defensive tackles in front of him can't hold their own. That sure as hell wasn't a problem this past week. 
If you just let him run around and you get those offensive linemen away from him in the middle, he's an all-pro all the damn time. But the complimentary factor of Drake Greenlaw and Fred Warner, the cover, like Drake Greenlaw, when he first stepped into the NFL, is one of the best tackling linebackers day one. The violence, the instincts, the wingspan, the closing, the way that he tackles, one of the best in the NFL, his rookie year. But he struggled in, in pass coverage. You can't say that anymore. I almost cussed. I almost cussed right there. I got so into it. You can't say that anymore. What that dude continues to do, it, it is just, for, I don't know, man. He's pretty damn good. That's all I got to say. And he just totally has excelled. And yeah, they feed off of each other. But when Aziz was there, you would say the same thing too. Now go look at Aziz in Tennessee. He's the captain of the damn defense. His first year there. The Niners evaluate linebackers better than any position. And they got guys coming in the wings now. They got guys coming in the wings, which I'm excited about. But Warner is Warner. I don't care where you put Warner. He's going to be Warner. Greenlaw is a little bit different. But golly, man. Ugh. I, I freaking, we are so spoiled. And we have been. Look at this, Steven. Willis and Bowman hold a special place in my heart. But Fred Warner is my favorite linebacker to ever play in a Niners jersey. Dude looks like the predator out there. Did you watch um, Javon Hargrave was on the Richard Sherman podcast? Uh, look at me supporting his show. Uh, support my show, Rich. No, nah, I'm just joking. Um, and he was like, he's like, the funny thing is like, you know, Javon Hargrave's defensive tackle. Linebackers are behind him. You can't see him. But he's like, you hear Fred coming because Fred starts screaming before he gets there. And so Fred would be running at somebody going, ah, like, <laughs> like a banshee. Before he hits him, and then after he hits him, and like he's different. I remember, you know, when these comparisons started, Bowman Willis, you know, Warner Greenlaw, and I remember saying that I thought Greenlaw could be up there with Warner, and people made fun of me, and Aziz is better, and all that stuff. The Niners have something special, and it's not going anywhere anytime soon. Fred Warner, here's the biggest difference, if you want me to be honest with you. I felt like Patrick Willis had a lot more competition at the top linebacker spot than Fred Warner does now. Warner's the, there's nobody else with him. It's just him up there. Huh. Man, I'm pumped. Well, <coughs> my voice is saying this show is over. We made it past an hour. Y'all are the best. Thank you for all the birthday wishes. I got to stop talking. All right. Peace out and stay strong, faithful. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.